Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to a very special edition of AEW Unrestricted. Tony Schiavone, Aubrey Edwards, joined by the one and only Tony Khan. And we always talk with Tony right before some big events. But I'm telling you, it is a big time to be a part of AEW. And I tell you right now, a new era is starting in AEW. It all kind of began last week. And, and Tony, thanks for being with us. I know you're excited. I know the fans are excited. All of us who work for AEW excited about what's going down. It's a huge time for AEW. It's a great time to be a part of AEW now with Rampage being launched with the, the announcement of our new partnership extension with Warner Media now with TNT and TBS being on TNT the rest of this year and uh, having a huge dynamite this weekend and and then building to the launch of Rampage after Double or Nothing this weekend. And it's so a Double or Nothing is always one of the biggest weekends up in wrestling any year and i think to be going into double or nothing with all this news is huge but then also to have this be the first show with a full live crowd back right. we're going to have over over 5000 people in daily's place it's going to be awesome and i know all of us who've been working at the shows for the past year plus uh have been waiting for this moment and it's finally here and it's going to happen at pay-per-view this weekend uh, double or nothing Oh, my God. I got goosebumps the moment you said like over 5,000, like even just blood and guts was the biggest crowd we would had up to date, I think. And like that was insane. Just the feeling of being there. So I am so looking forward to Sunday and I might cry like this is this is a legit thing. It's been it's been a full year. And you know, we had talked about this is a new era of AEW. This is we're we're basically starting the next chapter, and it's super awesome. And I'm like, I'm so excited! Oh my god! Yeah, that and that was like a little under two thousand. This is going to be about three times as many people as Blood and Guts. Wow! And so and so with the new show Rampage, and we talked about a new era. I, I know there's going to be some expansion of a company as well, right? There's going to be a huge expansion of AEW, and I think that's where Double or Nothing comes in. This is our huge signature pay-per-view we really take our quarterly events seriously and i want double or nothing to be one of the great pay-per-views we've done and i think the return of crowds is going to help boost this great card but i also think you know we have to start expanding the roster in AEW, and there's going to be great moments great surprises on the show and i believe that we're also just bell to bell going to deliver uh, an awesome wrestling pay-per-view for the fans at home on pay-per-view everyone who orders it on sunday and for all 5,000 plus in Daly's Place. I'm really, really jacked up, excited about this pay-per-view and excited about what we're going to do with AEW this year because the company's going to change. I'm, you know, very happy with what we've done these first two years, and now's the time to build off it, grow. With Rampage coming in, it's a great time to expand. We're going to do all kinds of great expansion, whether it's the new show, new programming. We're going to launch quarterly specials with TNT, these super cards that I'm very excited about. Right. And that is something that, you know, we all want. And as we 
plan ahead with TBS and TNT. It's great to have more great programming ahead with TNT, you know, with Dynamite uh, ahead of everything else this weekend on TNT and uh, planning for the launch of Rampage. And of course, everything building to this huge double or nothing event every year. And so uh, the first pay-per-view of this new era, this new programming, this new extension, new people coming into the roster, new faces coming into the merchandising, the action figure space, which people are really enjoying. We're going to do more things in the gaming space. uh, And Aubrey, I know you're very closely involved and working really hard on this. So you probably would be the best person to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I made the really great decision of launching beta for Elite General Manager the same week we have a pay-per-view. So, you know, there's that. I'm a little, little high stress right now. But uh, it's really great. I mean, we've had AEW Casinos actually been doing really well for us and kind of building a good foundation for AEW games. We've got Elite General Manager coming out this year. We've got the console game we're working on that's coming out after that. Like, we're there's other things that we have in the queue that I know we'll be talking about in the next few months. And you know, talking about the extension of you know, television, like extending to other media is something that I'm personally really excited to be a part of. And I know a lot of other people at the company are so bigger and better onward and upward. That's awesome. It's going to be a huge year. And it's double or nothing is the start of this new era in many ways, the first pay-per-view of it and the card speaks to that. And it's going to be a great card for everyone. And I'm excited to talk to you both of you about it. And I'm, I'm really excited about what you're both going to be doing this weekend because Aubrey, you're going to referee some great matches and Tony, you are going to call what I think is going to go down as a historic pay-per-view for us. I really believe, you know, having done great crowds and having led the United States and having led the world in attendance in 2019 before the pandemic on a per show basis, number one wrestling company in the world. And then, to come back and be hit with the pandemic in 2020 when things had started great for us. I think it's great to bounce back now with crowds coming back and we're about to hit the road and start doing dynamite live every week in different cities again, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, in July we're on the road all over and again, it all starts with double or nothing. So we'll start out in a really special way. And I am excited to talk to you both about it. Double or nothing this time is going to be on a Sunday. Of course, it's Memorial Day weekend. You're going to have Monday off so you can enjoy Sunday night, double or nothing, preceded by at Daly's Place. We are going to have our Fan Fest, and we're looking forward to that. And then on Friday night, Tony, we have a very special live edition of Dynamite on TNT, and it's going to be the biggest crowd of the year for Dynamite. It's going to be the biggest crowd in over a year for Dynamite, Tone, since before the pandemic. And for us, it's great. We've had all these awesome fans in Jacksonville that have been supporting us since really August now. So going on, I guess, nine months where we've had fans in the stands done it safely the entire time. Zero known transmissions by keeping the fans in this outdoor setting spaced out. I always compared it to like the drive-in movie theater and providing a safe experience. Right. And AEW and the Jags uh, at the end of the summer both put tickets on sale within a couple of weeks of each other, we were actually right ahead of the Jags. And the only teams in the NFL week one that had fans in the seats were the Jags and the Chiefs. And we did it totally safely again for the Jags, put on eight home games at 25% capacity with zero known transmissions. And I'm really proud of that. And, you know, I've kept the fans going here, but now with double or nothing weekend, we have even more fans rolling into town. So it's going to be a really hot crowd for a special Friday night dynamite. 
Uh, with the NBA playoffs every year, we know there's going to be some time shifting. Right. And it comes with a unique opportunity to do a really special double or nothing weekend with a Friday night episode and this Saturday Fan Fest and leading into Sunday, one of the biggest pay-per-view cards that we've had. One of the things I love about AEW is that like our shows are always big and everyone gets really excited, but pay-per-views always have that extra large and special feel. I mean, even amongst the roster. And I think like exactly what you said, having Dynamite happen on a Friday just sort of builds to that effect. So I'm really, really excited. I, I don't I'm running out of words. This will be the last. Well, guess what? I'm glad you <laughs> like it because keep, guess what? Keep, get used to it because with Rampage, we're going to be doing it every pay-per-view going forward on a Friday night. Yes! You'll never have to miss that feeling ever again because now Rampage every every Friday going forward by the, by all out, it'll be a thing. So double or nothing, I'm glad we're breaking it in, the Friday night special. And it'll be a special Friday night Dynamite. And then going forward, we'll have Rampage on Friday nights. And of course, Dynamite back to Wednesdays after the playoffs. So I'm really, uh, it's you know, I'm jacked. And we before we even uh, get into this card that we're all super pumped up about, we've, we've got so much exciting news and so much exciting stuff happening in and around AEW. And I can't say enough about the roster we have now. And as the roster grows and expands this year, which I'm very excited about, I think we'll see that, uh, you know, AEW has everything it takes to compete with any wrestling company in the world in any metric going forward. And that's a testament to the people that work here, including the two of you. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I I, I was going to lead in with this and you, and you, you kind of helped me out there that as we went into the pandemic, there was a lot of unknowns. And it really took a, a hell of a team effort to, to come up with a, an idea to do this and keep uh, AEW on TNT going. And we did. And I know we still got a long way to go to get through the pandemic. It's not like it's over now. I get that. But we made it through with a hell of a team effort, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We And then now to be here all together and to see it through and have have us all there for Double or nothing. Right. Sunday night with crowd, 5,000 people. It'll be really special because we've done so many shows over the past year plus in Daly's Place. And, you know, without the packed fans that like we enjoyed. And even when we've done it safely at up to 25% capacity, it was great. But, you know, nothing can replace a sellout packed crowd. And it's going to be great doing that at Daly's Place. And we'll have that. And then, of course, in July, we hit the road again. And we'll have a lot of sellout crowds. I know from advanced ticket sales, things are really showing that there's a lot of pent up demand for AEW all over the country. And a lot of great things are going to happen in and around AEW. And it's all going to start Sunday at double or nothing. And we haven't even gotten into this huge card that is so good. So let's segue into the card this Sunday. I think first off, I want to talk about Stadium Stampede. We have this huge match. We saw it last year with the Inner Circle and the Elite, and this year we're seeing the Inner Circle return against the Pinnacle. They had an incredible match at Blood and Guts. Like, what can we expect that's different this year from last year? I think that last year was a really serious rivalry between the Elite and the Inner Circle, and they had a great match, and there were some light moments. And I'm not, I think you can always have light moments on a pay-per-view. With it, but Stadium Stampede was a classic last year, and it's going to have to be a classic this year to live up to it. So I think that's the similarity. You can expect something really memorable and great, but it's going to be a very different kind of match. It's very different wrestlers. Uh, the pinnacle are very different from the elite and the inner circle are in a very different place than they were a year ago. So it's going to be a 
totally different match. And uh, there's hatred last year, but it's a different kind of hatred. And there's been uh, a different dynamic with the blood and guts really set a precedent that between these teams, all bets are off. And that's going to be something I think we can all look forward to. And the Chris Jericho MJF rivalry has also been going on as long as anything in AEW. And even when, you know, it was really not even on the surface a rivalry and they were doing things together as a team, making headlines, winning matches an undefeated tag team and making headlines off, you know, out of the ring for things they were doing behind the scenes, including the dinner debonair. Oh, that's right. So uh, for them to, you know, get a write up in the New York times was, I think really something very special and, you know, that was cool and everything. But the fact is, MJF and Chris Jericho is one of the most heated, hated rivalries in wrestling and the things happening around them, whether it's, you know, FTR and Sean Spears and Wardlow and the Pinnacle or the Inner Circle with Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. And of course, with, you know, the involvement of, Tully Blanchard being a wild card X factor. I think uh, Blood and Guts showed that, you know, they these 10 guys and and whether Tully gets involved or not, that these 10 guys can have a classic match. And with Stadium Stampede, there is so much more space for them to explore. There is so much more, so many more places for them to just absolutely beat the hell out of each other. And for me... I would say that if I could go back and watch Blood and Guts again and do it through the eye of a fan and not through the eye of the promoter, I would say like uh, having seen Stadium Stampede last year and then having seen what these two teams did in Blood and Guts. And, you know, that's why I sanctioned the match. So I think that everybody's looking forward to this. And after what we did last year, I know it's a lot to live up to. And that's why, you know, it took a long time to get to this point with the inner circle and the pinnacle where we could really do a stadium stampede match and do justice to what we did last year. But I promise it won't be the same match as last year. It's going to be a very different match. And I think this match alone will be great on the pay-per-view, but there's also eight other matches taking place in the ring that will be tremendous. And I think we can dive into those, but I'm also as excited about stadium stampede as anything we've done in a really long time. So it's, it's going to be a great, great night. And before I stray from the topic in the world of football, I know it's generating a lot of interest and a lot of people in football love the stadium stampede last year. And, you know, people love AEW shows and I hear from football personalities, football players all the time, but nothing captured imaginations quite like the stadium stampede last year. And I think it was the perfect storm because it happened last year at a time when, you know, there wasn't a lot of programming and it was one of the first things we did. One of our first dives back into, uh, you know, live programming. And it was our first pay-per-view of the pandemic era. And to be able to go out and put on what is one of my favorite shows, you know, was one of our real special memories. I think we all had together at the beginning of the pandemic. And a lot of the people returned to the show for the first time that had been away uh, through the early pandemic. And it was really the first time double or nothing. We had the whole family really back together. I felt so this year to be where we are with a full house, it's really special. And, you know, stadium stampede is the match that in the NFL community where I work 
people have been chasing me down, asking me about, and <laughs> I know there's going to be great interest in it this week. So uh, with everyone being done with the NFL draft and, you know, now starting to kind of get into hopefully the, the a little bit of light part of the NFL offseason before uh, everybody goes hard into training camp and preseason. I hope a lot of people get to enjoy stadium stampede because I know uh, for the football fans and especially that big cross section of people who like both football and wrestling, it's fun. But even if you're not a football fan, I know wrestling fans around the world enjoy the stadium stampede. So uh, that's, that's uh, uh, something that we're going to offer this year. But like I said, we have eight matches in the ring that bell to bell will be as good as anything we've put on, I think as a card. So that's, uh, pretty special, and all of the championships in AEW are on the line, also, which is always uh, something in our pay per views. We've tried to put on the best title matches and have uh, the champions have great defenses and great matches. And that, you know, I wouldn't want this to be any different. So I'm expecting great, great championship matches across the board. Well, let's dive into those matches, including the four title matches, and we'll do that when we continue on AEW Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted. We are talking about Double or Nothing coming up this Sunday. And, of course, Double or Nothing was our first event two years ago on a sold-out crowd in Las Vegas. And now two years later, Double or Nothing, sold-out crowd coming up at Daly's Place and on pay-per-view. Let's talk about the lineage of the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega faced Chris Jericho in an AEW Eliminator, World Title Eliminator match in the very first Double or Nothing. Since that time, Kenny Omega has reinvented himself. Now, of course, he went on to become a great world tag team champion along with Hangman Adam Page and a great run that they had as world tag team champions. But since that time, he has taken on a brand new manager and Don Callis. And many people would say he has reinvented himself in many different ways, not only as a wrestler, but as a man with a, a different type attitude. And the, the elite has become something different. And we'll be talking about the Young Bucks uh, in, in just a moment. But Tony... It's a three-way match, so to speak. It is world champion Kenny Omega, Pac, a man he knows very well, and Orange Cassidy for the world title coming up on Sunday. Well, I think we can talk a lot about this match, but you brought up that Kenny Omega knows Pac very well, and we talk about Orange Cassidy. I mean, now the rivalry between these men is is really something uh, fierce. And Pac, you know, is the person who came into AEW hot, and beat Kenny Omega right out of the gate at the first ever All Out, our next pay-per-view after this first Double or Nothing. And they've gone on, had a classic rivalry, again, at our first ever house show. Several weeks back, the house always wins here in Jacksonville. Great fans, great crowd. Saw the Death Triangle again come out with a win against the Elite. So Pac, multiple times, has had Kenny Omega's number in big matches. Then you look at Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy has this great rivalry with Pac. His first ever match in AEW with Pac at Revolution, which I consider one of our best shows. You mentioned Kenny and Hangman as the champs. You mentioned the Young Bucks. One of the great tag team matches of all time. I don't of think all time. a stretch to say. And one of the great pay-per-views, I really believe, that I've certainly seen, and I'm very grateful we were all a part of it in Chicago. And that was our last pay-per-view going into the pandemic. Right. About 15 months ago. And to come back now with a full crowd for this, Pac and Orange Cassidy back in the ring together, I can't wait. The energy that Pac and Orange Cassidy created 
it's going to be the same kind of crowd here in Jacksonville, big pay-per-view sellout crowd like we had in Chicago that night and pack and orange Cassidy for the first time with that amount of fans in the ring with these stakes huge. But when you add Kenny Omega and everything you just talked about, Kenny Omega reinventing himself as a wrestler, as a person, as a personality, uh, and as a champion now, Having, you know, having been a great tag team champion with Hangman Page and having been a great champion all around the world, he's the biggest champion in wrestling. He's the AEW champion. He's captured championships and other promotions, and he's carrying around half the gold in wrestling. It's insane. And now with Kenny Omega being this unified champion, but also, frankly, carrying the, the top, top belt in the sport, the AEW world title, the stakes have rarely ever been higher on a big match, especially here, and to have this on Double or Nothing, to have Kenny Omega defending against both Pac and Orange Cassidy, it's pretty special. And when you look at the rivalries that they all have, then Kenny Omega's kind of portrayed Orange Cassidy as a joke uh, recently. And then now, you know, it doesn't seem like he wants him in the match at all. He's offered him an out going into Dynamite. If he wants to get out of this match, certainly Orange Cassidy doesn't seem like he wants to get out of the match the first time Kenny offered him orange tore up the waiver and they've offered him a second waiver, but I don't think anybody believes for a second that orange Cassidy would sit out this match if he's able. And I understand he is going to be able to do it. So I'm really excited for the, for, you know, for that big match. And I, like I said, to have that is a world title match with all the dynamics that exist. Uh, we've never done that to have, a, a big three-way world title match on any show. We've never done a three-way world title match, period. Right. But the dynamics here are that strong. The dynamic with Kenny Omega and Pac, the dynamic with Pac and Orange Cassidy, and now what's you know taken off between Kenny Omega, the champion, and Orange Cassidy, the number one contender who earned that spot and, and still has yet to be beaten this year and has the best record in AEW. So... I think it's going to be a, a great show and I'm really excited about the world title match on top of all these great title matches that we have. I mean, you know, there's so much to talk about across all the title matches on this show. Speaking of title matches, I want to touch on the fact that one of the things we're doing on Dynamite tomorrow is honoring Sheeta, who has been the longest reigning champion in all of AEW. And she's had a fantastic run. She's represented the women's division well, and she's facing Britt Baker for the title this Sunday. Uh, so Dr. Britt Baker's working her way up the rankings and, you know, she's, she's being her normal Britt Baker self, but it's a match that I'm particularly excited about. What are your thoughts on it, Tony? Well, things have really been very intense to say the least between Sheeta and Britt. This is a huge match for many reasons. It's a world title match above all else, but it's also a very personal rivalry that goes back a long way. And Recently, we saw this spill over. Uh, there was a Forbes article, and I'd done, I, I had done an interview, and they sent a photo crew, and the photographers were shooting. And then after we stopped, Britt, you know, accosted them, bothered them, and really badmouthed Sheeta. Sheeta uh, did not appreciate the way she was disrespected and took issue with it. And the two of them ended up having kind of an unprofessional fight, frankly, uh, that, you know, a, a bunch of talent had to split apart. That is frankly a microcosm of what it's been like dealing with these two. And it really goes back a long way. They, they locked up a few times and Brit changed her ways and nobody has seen uh, in the past 15 months or so more uh, up close than Tony Schiavone. 
the way Brit has changed, the person she's become, and and Tony has changed as a result of it too. I think and and grown. So who knew what uh, what this was all going to start when she called Tony out on his past line of work and the friendship that it, you know it really began. And Britt Baker has grown a lot through the pandemic, and I say that frankly. Look, when you look where we started when we were doing these shows in the Nightmare Factory at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the biggest matches we put on through the month of April was Britt Baker and Sheeta. And that match transformed the company. That match transformed Sheeta, where she came through and then became the champion following that and has held the title for now over a year, which we're honoring this week on Dynamite and defending it here at Double or Nothing, where she won it over a year ago. But it really, that run, she got super hot coming out of that match where she beat Britt on Dynamite. And for Britt, she changes a wrestler then too. You know, her attitude had kind of changed, like I said, leading up to that tone, as you saw. But she came out of that. One, It was one of her best performances, even though she didn't get the win. It was a great, great match, a classic Dynamite match. And it changed Britt physically. Her nose got broken. And also her spirit changed. She came back with a different kind of fire, a different kind of intensity. And she was a different Brit than she was before. And it, it's motivated her for the past year. And, you know, she promised she was going to do the work, work her way up the rankings and win the matches. She went out and wrestled sometimes multiple times a week. And she's built up a record. And... She's earned the shot. So I'm really excited for the, t- you know, the match, but I'm also excited that we get to honor Sheeta on Dynamite, this great reign she's had. And, you know, I think Britt will, will, Britt will be there too at, at, at Dynamite. And it's going to be, uh, it always has the potential to be an explosive situation when they're both in the same place. So we've definitely anticipated that. And, you know, above all else, really looking forward to that world title match also between Britt and Sheeta. And I think that with, you know, Sheeta celebrating a year in AEW honoring this great milestone, I think that's one of the really special things about Dynamite this week. And also to have Sheeta going wire to wire and defending the title at Double or Nothing, something that makes this a special pay-per-view. We talked earlier about uh, Kenny Omega reinventing himself. No one has been reinvented more than the ja- the Jacksons. Matt and Nick, the Young Bucks, will defend the World Tag Team Championship against John Moxley and his partner Eddie Kingston. Now, a little bit about John Moxley that we need to talk about here because the very first Double or Nothing two years ago, at the end of Double or Nothing, he made his incredible arrival into AEW. And John Moxley has been the world champion, maybe the greatest world champion we have seen in AEW. As a matter of fact, he defended a double or nothing a year ago, that AEW world championship against the great Brody Lee, the late great Brody Lee, in a, in a match that we will never forget. And now he teams with a man that he calls him bro- himself, calls him his brother, Eddie Kingston. They've been on the road together. They have traveled the road together in the independent circuit, and now they're together against a real brother combination. So... Really, if you think about the dynamics of the two teams, the dynamics of Kingston and Moxley together, it's quite a unique match. This is one of the most exciting matches on the card. Uh, Young Bucks matches on pay-per-view have consistently delivered, and John Moxley and Eddie Kingston have been 
at each other's throats at times. I think they had a great pay-per-view match against each other at full gear. One right. of our great main events we've had. And like you said, they're like brothers. They fight like brothers and they're going to be fighting a pair of brothers, the, the best pair of brothers and the best tag team. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, John Moxley is a great tag team wrestler. Eddie Kingston's wrestled all over the world, wrestled in all kinds of matches, a lot of tag matches. But John Moxley is one of the most accomplished tag team wrestlers in the world. So uh, I think a lot of people forget that. And it's shown up in their matches. And Moxley and Kingston have worked their way up the rankings. They've won big matches. They came out on Dynamite and they beat one of the top teams, the Acclaim. They beat the Good Brothers. They beat Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. They've consistently beaten big teams and they've got an undefeated record and earned this shot, earned the number one contender spot. And like I said, John Moxley's no stranger to tag team wrestling. He's also no stranger to huge matches on pay-per-view. So I, one thing I think we can count on is this match is going to deliver and Moxley and Kingston against young bucks could e very easily steal the show and be the match of the night. And I think everybody backstage and everybody here believes it. And I know for a fact that this is going to be one of the hardest matches to follow in AEW pay-per-view history. So I think nobody nobody's lining up for the spot after right. Moxley, Moxley and Kingston versus the Young Bucks for the World Tag Team Championship. So uh, it's going to be one of the great matches on this huge, huge card. And it's a testament to the great tag team division we have. And it's also a testament to Moxley and Kingston as wrestlers that they've done it the right way in AEW and done many matches and really worked hard and fought their way through a very tough schedule of opponents. You know, Tony, you called a great match. They had an elevation against Danny Limelight and Royce Isaacs. And that's right. Danny Limelight and Royce Isaacs not ranked high in the rankings like the acclaimed and they don't have the experience or the record necessarily of the good brothers uh, and some of the teams that Moxley and Kingston have beaten this year to work their way to the top of the rankings. But that was a great match. And, and Moxley had been wrestling a lot and made a lot of, you know, recently he defended the IWGP title against Nagata just the week prior and wrestled Limelight in a singles match all in one week and then came out again and wrestled that match as a tune-up, got ready for the acclaim, and then they won again. So it really goes to show how hard Moxley and Kingston have worked their way up the rankings. Moxley's still one of the top single stars in the world, and Moxley and Kingston have built up this undefeated tag team record. And Moxley... One of the headline people here in Kingston has really risen to prominence as a headliner here, too. The Young Bucks goes without saying, you always expect a great match from the Young Bucks on pay-per-view. And they're great champions for AEW. And I think, you know, for them to defend their title against this kind of a team speaks, again, to what a great division we have had. You know, that Mox and Kingston have done their part and wrestled great matches and earned the spot of the number one contenders. Speaking of intense matches, intense title matches, we absolutely need to talk about the TNT title. Now we've got Miro, who's the new TNT champion, facing Darby Allen a few weeks ago on Dynamite. Darby defended 10 weeks, one of the most prolific title reigns we've had in the history of the company. But Miro wins in this amazing ending to Dynamite. And now he's facing this Friday, Dante Martin of Top Flight. And should he win, he'll be defending the title against Lance Archer on Sunday. And Lance Archer has his history with the TNT title and Double or Nothing as well, as he faced Cody last year after the big tournament. Mike Tyson was there. It was this big, gigantic match. So seeing it all kind of come together around full circle again this year, we've got 
Lance Archer versus potentially Miro if if you know Miro beats Dante on Friday. This is big, Tony. This is very big. <laughs> well, Lance Archer is one of the most explosive, unpredictable wrestlers in AEW. And it looked like he might be going down a dark path when Sting, really the sense that Sting talked into him, brought Lance Archer maybe back into the light. You know, Jake the Snake didn't necessarily agree with everything that Sting said, but Lance Archer did uh, really seem to think Sting was making a lot of sense. So we saw in the weeks since he was there for Sting and for Darby. And then when Miro, after he won the championship, Darby was out again after the incredible rain Darby had had and all the defenses and then to be thrown down the stairs a week before the title match Oof. left him pretty vulnerable after, you know, nine successful defenses and getting tossed down the stairs the week before the match. So I really believed uh, at the end of the show that the, the classy right thing for Miro to do would have just been to, you know, accept the championship and celebrate like a normal person instead of trying to pick on and attack Darby after the bell, like his, which is what he did. And so Lance Archer was the first person on the scene to really break it up because Sting had been attacked by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, which is a whole nother situation that we will talk a lot about and how special Sting is to this show that, uh, you know, his contributions, I think, will, you know, we could do a podcast alone on what Sting has done for us. I really believe that Lance Archer, you know, and if Miro does successfully defend the title against Dante Martin, that Lance Archer and Miro as big of a heavyweight explosive match as we've had will be a really, really great match on the card. So I'm excited about the TNT title match, Lance Archer getting this shot. And again, at double or nothing last year is where the TNT title began. And for Lance Archer to come full circle and get this chance to come in. And I think it's really special. And it, again, we talk about what a great card double or nothing was and how important it was for AEW last year. Uh, Lance Archer versus Cody for the TNT title was a huge part of it. And now to have Lance Archer come full circle and be back challenging for the TNT title and have Miro, you know, making a defense Friday night. If Miro defends against Dante, who deserves, you know, uh, a lot of credit for the things Dante has done, by the way, uh, because Dante, since his brother Darius had an injury, Dante's gone out as a singles wrestler and built up a really impressive resume and got a great winning streak and earned a title shot. And we'll see what Dante can do against one of the top wrestlers in the world, Miro, this great champion who is firing on all cylinders on Dynamite Live on Friday night. And then live on pay-per-view on Sunday, the TNT title. If Miro does successfully defend Miro versus Lance Archer, it's going to be really special and expect a great TNT title match either way. You mentioned, Tony, how special Sting has been and how much he has meant to AEW. Uh, coming up next on AEW Unrestricted, Sting makes his return to the ring, wrestling in front of a live crowd for the first time in six years. We'll talk about that. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey talking with TK Bossman. Leading into Double or Nothing weekend, we've got the big pay-per-view Sunday night, live, sold-out crowd, Jacksonville, Florida, Saturday with FanFest. Friday with a live dynamite. It's going to be a packed weekend. We were talking before the break about how Sting is coming back to the ring live for the first time in six years. And he's tagging with Darby, someone who he's been supporting for months since his uh, debut back at Winter is Coming. They're facing Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who have kind of had it out for them for the last few weeks. So, Tony, what can you tell us about this match? Well, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky have come into AEW, and they've both been great singles wrestlers, but they've also come in and been 
really a dominant tag team and they've been undefeated and we've seen them go on a great run. And I think they both have to be taken really seriously in this match and just really going forward in general in AEW. So can't say enough about how much uh, we think of Scorpio, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, both uh, for the future and for right now. And the stuff they've done and said leading up to this match has been kind of awful. Some of the stuff they said about Sting and done to Sting has been really bad and probably nothing is worse than when they threw Darby down the stairs and really put him in a very bad position where he had to go out and defend the title. He just defended the title nine times in a row right. successfully, and then they threw him down the stairs and he had to go out, uh, and we had no choice contractually but to compel him to go out. And he was, uh, you know, one way or the other, he did not need to be compelled. He was going to go out and uh, defend that title. So it was uh, quite a situation to be a part of. But really, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have come in and wreaked havoc in AEW. They've, and tomorrow night on Dynamite, they've got their toughest match yet against one of our best teams, the Dark Order, Uno and Stu, who have been one of our top teams. And they got to get through a really tough match in the Dark Order have been there, been a part of this situation also, uh, and have been there, you know, just as Sting and Darby have been there to kind of support them and do the right thing. Uh, the Dark Order has done the right thing by Sting and Darby in these situations, and we've seen honor both ways. Darby's given the Dark Order a couple chances when he, he was the TNT champion at the belt. You know, Paige and Sky, really top wrestlers. Their opponents, we've got Darby Allen, who has been an amazing TNT champion here. And we've talked a bit on already about the, the run he's been on, but has maybe been the MVP of AEW this year and been a person who stepped up since he won the TNT title. And, you know, whether it was the street fight that Sting and Darby won in their debut at Revolution or all these great TNT title matches, Darby's just come through for us over and over again in the big matches. And his partner, Sting, making his return to the ring after six years out, not being in front of live fans, not wrestling in the ring. I think it's so awesome. And Sting and Darby, we've seen what a great team they made in the street fight. But that was in a warehouse. And they haven't been out in a ring in front of live fans, let alone a sold-out crowd of over 5,000 people screaming, passionate, cheering for Sting. And I cannot wait. And Tony, you've been there for some of the great Sting matches. Yes, I have. It's very fitting that you'd be there with this crowd and, and for this. And I just think it's going to be a really electric moment. And I'm excited. We all get to be a part of it. And everybody who watches Double or Nothing gets to be a part of it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, Tony, I can't wait because Sting is my man. Sting has been one of the legendary performers. For me to be able to call his matches back in the, hell, back in the 80s. Through the 90s. And now this year is going to be something. I'm so glad I'm going to be calling it. I've said many times, I've said on this podcast, the best time to be an announcer is not when you're calling the matches, when you are a fan. And I'm a fan of Sting's, and I can't wait to call his match, buddy. Really excited about that. I'm excited that we get to do it, and I can't wait for that. I think it's as big a, of an event as anything in wrestling this year to see Sting back in the ring, and I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. That is awesome, and there's so much more to the card, and really, I can't believe we, we've gone through all these awesome matches, and it's crazy. There's still so much more yeah. great, great wrestling on this card. Cody Rhodes, 
Anthony Agogo. <laughs> How about that? Now, Cody came out on Dynamite and gave a very impassioned, really from the heart speech about being an American, loving this country, how things have changed through the decades in this country. And he faced Anthony Gogo. He says he's going to rebrand himself the American dream, Cody Rhodes, for this one night. And there's really a lot on the line here in this one matchup. I mean, Anthony Gogo has been a killer. Mm. The guy has mauled anybody he's been in the ring with. And when Cody got face-to-face with Anthony Gogo, Anthony Gogo knocked him out with a body punch. Right. And so I think Cody's got to take this really seriously. Cody's never been in the ring with anybody as dangerous as Anthony Agogo, in my opinion. And Anthony Agogo is one of the most dangerous people we've ever had in AEW because of his fighting background. He's a Olympic medalist as a boxer. And now as a wrestler, he seems to have found his true calling. And rarely have you seen somebody improve as quickly and come along as quickly as Anthony Agogo. And really part of the story of this match is This is a problem of Cody's own design because Cody's the person who brought Anthony Agogo to me and introduced him to me and gave me his number. And I was in England and we spent time together and I really thought Anthony was a a very plus person. I thought he'd be a great addition to AEW and Cody was the one who introduced us. And so I signed him based on Cody vouching for his character. Cody said, I really think I can train him and he could be a great wrestler. And I think that really blew up in his face now because, you know, I appreciate what he was doing and trying to build a big international star for the future. Anthony Gogo is a household name in England and has been, as I said, an Olympic medalist, a national hero and a spokesperson for huge brands. It made great sense for AEW to sign him. So I really appreciated that. And that was Cody, you know, as as an executive vice president coming to me as a president and saying, I think this is going to be a great addition to the company. So that was a great move as an executive. Was it a great choice as a wrestler? I don't know, because now Cody's student faces his teacher, and uh, it's definitely one of the toughest matches Cody's had, and that's saying something, because Cody's wrestled some of the best we have to offer and has had a great record in big matches, but uh, you know, we've seen Anthony Agogo. Nobody's even come close to stopping him, and I think it's going to be a really special match. Cody's one of those wrestlers that no matter how much he gets hit down, he's got that heart and he just keeps fighting and he's legit facing a fighter. So this is going to be one of those matches that's very interesting to see. I think we're all very impassioned. It's the country versus country dynamic. It's just there's a lot on the line here, I just think, from what we're all internally feeling here. So I'm particularly excited about it. Me too. And QT and Cody were friends. And QT really took Anthony Agogo this student that they trained together and, you know, kind of poisoned his mind against Cody and really against everything this country stands for and everything that makes America great. So I really think uh, that is going to be an exciting match. And I I can't wait to see what Anthony Agogo has to offer against one of the best in the world, because against some really great wrestlers, Anthony Agogo has already shown he can more than hold his own and has knockout power that really beyond talking about somebody's chin, his body punches are deadly. So I think it's going to be a a really exciting match there also. And just speaks to the strength of this card, match after match, just all these huge main event caliber bouts. We've got a lot of big moments and big, exciting things coming this weekend, uh, this Sunday, Double or Nothing. But one of the things that stands out to my mind is Double or Nothing is always the Casino Battle Royal, something that we first introduced 
at the first Double or Nothing two years ago. We have multiple wrestlers coming out. We've got the surprise of the Joker. We've got a lot of big names, a lot of exciting names in this match. And uh, what can we expect to see in this one, Tony? I'm glad we have the Casino Battle Royale back at Double or Nothing. It's a special part of the card. Last year, we weren't able to do it because we actually, you know, it was early enough in the pandemic. We probably wasn't really able to bring in enough wrestlers, honestly, to do a good match that what I wanted to be able to do like this year. And when we did finally do the Casino Battle Royale at All Out, it was a great match and had a really thrilling conclusion. And we saw with Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston out there fighting at the end, a great finish. Matt Seidel arrived in AEW and has been an important part of AEW since. And we saw some top stories erupt in the match. Best friends and Santana Ortiz were tearing each other apart in the match. And then they went out just a couple weeks later and had their parking lot fight. That is an epic fight. So that was last year's Casino Battle Royale. We had to do it all out, but it's an important part of AEW. And great to have it now back at Double or Nothing. And I look forward to the Women's Casino Battle Royale at All Out. Yes. Which is uh, going to also be returning. Really excited about that. But the Men's Casino Battle Royale, of course, like with every year, comes with a shot at the AEW World Championship. And we've got such a field uh, with the participants announced. And always there are great moments and uh, usually comes with some kind of a fun surprise in this match as well. And I do have some fun things planned for this pay-per-view in general and for this match. And so I think it's going to be really great match when you look who's in it, you know, at the casino tag team Royale, the best performance of the match might've come from somebody who didn't technically win, but was uh, a winner in the books of the fans is jungle boy who was out there with pack and Phoenix. He took out a lot of people and went wire to wire and then was in a handicap situation, actually eliminated pack of all people arguably the best entering wrestler in all of AEW, and and one of the top contenders for the world title challenging in one of our main event big world title matches and now uh jungle boy is here and in another casino battle royale situation so i think that you know is very exciting we've seen penta el zero miedo has been one of the best bell-to-bell wrestlers in AEW and also has a very impressive record and would be a great challenger to the title. We've seen Christian Cage come into AEW. Oh, my God, yes. So far, he said he was going to outwork everyone, and in his three matches so far, has lived up to the billing, and they've all been really very special, memorable matches. And among the great opponents... Along the way, he's wrestled. It would include Matt Seidel, of course, who's also a great part of this match. And last year, as I said, made his debut in this match. They had a great match this past week on Dynamite. And Matt Seidel, since he came in, last year's Casino Battle Royals had a lot of great matches. Another really excellent person in this match. But we've seen Christian and Will Hobbs start a rivalry, have a really memorable match. And in the run into it, we saw Will Hobbs beat the hell out of Christian on Dynamite. I think that that is going to be another situation to keep an eye on. Will Hobbs and Team Taz and Christian in this match. And Christian Cage and Team Taz, you know, Taz has no love lost with Christian either. So I'll be watching for that. Big Money Matt Hardy is in this match. And Big Money Matt Hardy has had some of the best matches and rivalries we've seen in the past year in AEW also. We saw Big Money Matt with the only title shot he's ever had have a classic main event on one of our biggest dynamites of all time against Darby Allen 
very special, memorable part of Darby's great historic title run as a TNT champion. Big money Matt Hardy has only had that one shot at the title, thinks he deserves uh, more shots at the gold, and many would tend to agree, and Matt's got a great record here in AEW. So big money Matt Hardy is also going to have numbers because he's got one of the top tag teams, a great team private party, will also be in the match with him. You know, when there's so many great wrestlers, and when you look at the great factions and groups in AEW, Private Party and Matt Hardy have had a lot of issues with the Dark Order, who will be very well represented in this match by 10, who, again, speaking of Darby Allen, this historic run, had one of the great matches on this run. Colt Cabana, who is a really, really renaissance man in pro wrestling in many ways. And going back to the Casino Battle Royale, I think, in this format, you know, Boom Boom Colt Cabana might match up very well in this setting. And he's going to be out there with numbers. And also with the Dark Order is Evil Uno, who will be, in, as I said, part of Dynamite on Friday night, teaming with his partner, Stu Grayson. They've been a top team in AEW and have one of the best tag team records in the history of AEW. And Uno and Stu will be a really tough test for Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, I think. And Uno and then going to come in with the dark order and the numbers and he's got two big matches this weekend so you know the dark order and the hfo has been a very intense rivalry also and you know top to bottom we've got great wrestlers in this match you know two of the top teams in AEW we saw feature on last week's show really rising stars and i take a lot of pride in both teams because frankly i package both teams and they've gone on to be really great tag teams in the world of professional wrestling i mean the Varsity Blondes, and the Acclaim. They're really two of the great success stories in AEW, in my opinion. I am as proud of the success of the Acclaim and the Varsity Blondes in recent months and weeks as I am of anything that we've done in terms of bringing along the roster through elevation and dark and finding great young stars and developing them and giving them a chance to compete against veterans and young stars. and the best go out and build a record and then they get a chance to compete in big matches on dynamite. And that speaks to the acclaimed and that speaks to the varsity blondes who are now two of the top tag teams in AEW. And so awful proud of that. And I think the varsity blondes, Pillman and Griff and Caster and Bowens, uh, all four of them are in this match, but it's really every man for himself. So uh, we've got those great tag teams and so many more great wrestlers uh, represented across AEW. So it's going to be a really special match the Casino Battle Royale. And a shot at the world title is the biggest thing you can really try to attain in AEW is a shot at the title. So that's going to be a special match too. It's going to be a special match to watch, a special match to call because uh, I understand Paul White is going to join us on commentary for that match. And Paul knows a lot about Battle Royals. And he, of course, he is my co-host on Elevation. So we look forward to having Paul out there as well that should be a lot of fun tony well and then speaking of uh you know uh, the hosts of our great dark and dark elevation and i spoke of the intense situation between team taz and christian cage right that is spilling into the casino battle royale we've also seen an intense situation with team taz and hangman adam page you know hangman adam page's pads cross the team taz of course, they attacked him before his match with Brian Cage on Dynamite. Hangman Page, the number one contender to the championship, undefeated throughout the year, put up the best record to that point, attacked before the bell. And, of course, we have this huge rematch 
on Double or Nothing also. Right. With Hangman Adam Page taking on the machine Brian Cage. They say man versus machine, and I thought this would be fun to dub the Hangman versus machine. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, that's also rounding out one of our strongest cards, and I think that's going to be a great match also. You were called that match on Dynamite, and I think Hangman really didn't get a chance to get even started out of the gate. He got jumped out of the gate, didn't have a fair chance, as you saw. Yeah, he didn't have a fair chance. And listen, Brian Cage is legit. I, I, I get it, and I know he's part of Team Taz, but man, if if there's anybody, and I know we talked about Miro being kind of unstoppable, if anybody also can be considered unstoppable, it's Brian Cage when it gets going because he's just he's amazing. He really is. Well, speaking of Double or Nothing, I think it's relevant to bring up that one year ago at Double or Nothing, Brian Cage made his debut in AEW also. That's right. Brian Cage is a huge, huge part of AEW now. And, you know, one year into being here, uh, he's put up one of the best records in AEW. And then Brian Cage, whether you like how it happened or the circumstances that took place before the match, Brian Cage went out and beat Hangman Page bell to bell, clean with a drill claw. And I thought that Brian Cage was, you know, one of our top wrestlers going into the match. But I think a lot of people were surprised with the result. I think Hangman was the number one contender undefeated. And Brian had put up one of the best records in AEW, too. But I don't know if everybody was expecting Hangman to lose to Brian that night. And Brian won the match. And it's a huge rematch for both men. And it's going to set the stage in a major way for what's to come in AEW. Top to bottom, it's a tremendous card. And, of course, we start early at 7.30 with a buy-in. And, of course, uh, don't forget it's on the BR Live, Fight.TV internationally, and on pay-per-view, of course. Oh, man. What a weekend, huh? Yeah. What a time to be a fan of AEW. It's awesome. What a time to be working for AEW. Hell, man. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is great. Great times, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Aubrey. I can't wait to spend this weekend with both of you and everyone in AEW and, above all else, all these awesome fans coming from around the world and all of you fans on pay-per-view. We're going to have a great audience of fans watching around the world. And you're going to see our first AEW pay-per-view with all the fans back coming from around the world here. No better place to do it after spending a year here for the pandemic than Daly's Place before we go back on the road and start doing Dynamite and all of our shows live all over the country again in July. So I think it's it's awesome and I just can't wait to spend the weekend with you and all the fans, both of you. It'll be tremendous. It's a new era in AEW, and it all starts this weekend. So we hope to see you there, fans. That's right. Tony, thanks a lot for your time, buddy. Thank you, both of you. It's always fun setting up the pay-per-views and talking about the show ahead and previewing our best shows. And Double or Nothing is definitely going to be one of our best shows on Sunday. This is definitely my my favorite pre-pay-per-view tradition. So thank you very much, Tony, for all your time. Know you're a busy guy. Thank you. I loved it. I love doing this with both of you. It's always fun. Thank you. You can listen to our podcast. That's AW Unrestricted for free wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review while you're there. Also, you can check out the video of the podcast on YouTube. Search AEW Unrestricted. And don't forget Elevations Monday. Dark is coming up on Tuesdays. They're all on the YouTube channel. But we've got AEW Dynamite each week and Aubrey, a special time this week. Special time, 10 p.m. live on Friday. Definitely don't miss it. It's a pack card. It'll get you excited for Double or Nothing. If for some reason you're not already, already excited, but clearly you are because it's going to be one hell of a show. If you've listened to this podcast, I hope you're excited because we have an amazing card. And, uh, you know, thank you, everybody who's been good enough to listen to this. And I hope everyone will be 
happy to check the show out because I promise it'll be one of the best things we've done. Thanks, Tony. I'm Tony Schiavone, by the way. I'm Aubrey Edwards. And thanks for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Hooray! Hooray!